Welcome to Talking Witty, episode 6. Today is Monday, February 20th. It is President's Day, so most likely you have enjoyed a nice day off, hopefully. I know we have. <laughs> yeah, it was a really nice day and it was actually pretty good weather. It was the first time we've uh, gone out to the park with some yeah. sun shining in a really long time. Well, we certainly had a spring weather weekend. Uh, I should say, sorry, we did miss the fact that we didn't introduce ourselves if you are not familiar with us or haven't wa- listened to the show before. Uh, my name is Oren. And, and I'm Michelle. There we go. Uh, but yes, back to what you were mentioning with the park. It was kind of a spring weather weekend. Uh, I mean, it was 60 degrees on Sunday, which, I mean, we're in the middle of the winter time and not that I'm complaining, but it was kind of crazy. And today was uh, like a nice 50, but it was sunny. It was beautiful. So uh, nice. Nice day off, I guess, to have. So, you know, regardless of the nice weather this weekend, I feel like a lot of people are going through some winter blues, and we're definitely, we've been going through that, and yeah. what else have we been done for our winter blues but watch a lot of television yes. and watch a lot of movies? Yes, <laughs> yes, and yes again. Uh, you know, we're certainly kind of still recuperating from it, I guess. I mean, I know, at least I am. I'm not 100%, but I am standing upright and moving forward, uh, but we have been watching a lot of television. Um, and I think we'll start with the television and then we go into the movies just because sure. there's a little bit more television to talk about. So I think two notable things uh, are the return of two uh, shows that hit back in February, one of which is The Walking Dead, which I am a massive fan of. I've been watching it since season one. Michelle jumped on board, I think, around season three or four-ish, right? Something like that. Anyways, uh, if you're familiar with the series, then you know what's going on. I'm not going to necessarily spoil anything. If you're not familiar with it, Walking Dead, you know, it's about zombies, it's about people, it's about people surviving in a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty nice synopsis. It's a pretty simple synopsis. Um, I think what makes the show great, you know, in general is that it is very much a show that it is a lot more about the survivors as opposed to the zombies. The zombies are a threat. They're something that can kill you. It's something that's for added kind of horror effect and sometimes gory effect, um, but it really is about the people and the apocalypse and what happens to society and where the people go from there. But I think scarier than the zombies is actually Other people. the people. Yeah, uh, and I think... Definitely, and it's the, they're you, like a yeah. bigger risk factor. Yeah, and, and if you look at, I mean, our current world, I mean, I feel like if there were monsters and there were still people, we would probably be more scared of the people because, you know, they're as smart as we are, and it's like, what are they capable of doing you know, given the means that they have. But actually, that also leads into the movie we just watched, The Arrival, which we were very surprised about. I know we were talking uh, TV shows for now, but, you know, what you were saying about makes sense. Yes. Uh, monsters or, you know, the unknown right. and, and people and who you should be more afraid of. Right. It definitely I think, leads and, into that. Yeah, The Arrival, once again, if it's a movie you're not familiar with, Uh, It's basically, it's an alien invasion movie, uh, but not the type you're thinking. Not like an Independence Day or something of that sort. Uh, Basically, out of the blue, and it happens very, very quick, literally like in the first, I don't know, two, three minutes of the the film. Yeah, it does. These, you know, ships, really, really massive kind of pebble-shaped ships show up in the skies. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, and they just, you 12 know, of them, 12 right? of them around the entire world in really, really random places. In the United States, you know, you'd think maybe New York or something like that. Yeah. It hit in Montana. Uh, they basically, the ships landed. Obviously, you know, 
a an alien being lands on the planet, you're going to start freaking out, which a lot of, of people did. And, and everybody around the world started. Everybody out. around the world did, and you know, and we're not obviously not going to spoil anything. It, it does have a lot to do. Uh, Amy Adams, I believe, yeah, right? She's Amy the main Adams. actress in the film. It is a it, it is a film. And this was kind of in the previews and advertised a lot about it. It's very much about language. Uh, Amy Adams is kind of a professor. And she has studied languages across the entire world, and she has done, you know, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. So she studied languages across the world, and, uh, you know, the languages, obviously, you're, that you're going to have an issue with here is, obviously, aliens speak a different language. We can't of communicate course. with them. Are so they here? Are they here? Trying to, she's trying to figure out a way to communicate with these beings, extraterrestrial yeah. beings. So that, you know, everybody in the world can kind of try to figure out what it is that they want and yeah. why are they here, they've come. You know, peacefully to kill us. I mean, what do they want? So it's a very, very interesting film that, you know, obviously I mentioned Michelle kind of went to it to say that it is a film that ends up being a lot about people. Um, yeah, it's it was a lot of communication amongst people. And it is not, like I said, it is really not an independence day or something like that. It's something very different, very unique. If you enjoy kind of, I think, philosophical and intellectual films, uh, but with a nice sci-fi twist, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, uh, it was it was very different than what I was expecting. Typically, I'm not very much into sci-fi, but when it has like a human, a very huge um, human component to yeah. the story, then that really made it completely different for me and totally worthwhile. Yeah, and the last thing I'll just say about it before we move on is that a uh, really, really great twist, kind of. Oh, for uh, sure. Th- that happens in the latter portion. The twist. That's all we're going to say about it. Watch it. Let us know what you think. Um, but just getting back to The Walking Dead real quickly, uh, I think, you know, some people should know that the first half of episode, of season seven, which is what we're in right now, uh, was certainly a very rough, gory, se- you know, first half of a season. A lot of people, especially even a lot of diehard fans, were kind of off-put by the way certain characters were killed and just the yeah. violence in general. Um, there's a character who was introduced, you know, in the first half, which was, his name was Negan, and he's a big, big, you know, bad in the series. Uh, and I think Michelle was kind of veering away from the series, but it seems thus far in the first two episodes of the second half, that things are getting back on track in a good way. They are. So it's, it's definitely so far so good. In the second part of this season, yeah. but I'm really excited about uh, girls. So it's yeah. the last girls also return. last season of girls, and I really enjoy wow. Lena Dunham and her writing style. And basically, you know the way she tells the story of these four girls who obviously you know become women, and you get to see them make mistakes. You get to see them learn and. I mean, it takes place in New York City, obviously, so that's also... Right, I mean, we have something tied to us. Something, you know, yeah. That's that's nice. And then it really did start at a time where I was going through a lot of the very different um, things that they were going through. Some of them were just getting out of college um, six years ago. So it was nice to kind of have something for, for this time being that kind of analyzes, like, what do you do after after you finish college. Because typically, most of what we see, it's either, um, you know, these shows about people in high school or people in college. 
Um, there's not that many. Well, I have I haven't seen anything like solely focused on on and women and their relationships with each other and yeah. their relationships with men. Kind of straight out of college because as older women, we have sex in the city that we kind of you know go back to and and some of us relate to. But this is a little bit earlier in in life, so it's always fun to catch up with the girls from girls. Yeah, and I think also should know. So it's this is kind of the vice versa from The Walking Dead. I started watching Girls. I don't know. You said we're in season six now, right? I think I started watching maybe season three, season four. I don't. Know. Yeah, so, that's so, similar. Somewhere around there. Um, so I, you know, I never went back to watch everything, but it is yeah. what, what I like about the show. And I know probably some guys who are listening are saying. I don't want to watch a show called Girls. Like what's, <laughs> what's the point of that? But what I like about the show is, um, and I think I mentioned it last time briefly, you know, before obviously we started watching the new season, is that a it's very grounded. Uh, it is kind of very realistic. You know, you can see those the the four main girls in in the show. You know, it's like oh okay, they they seem like normal people who have issues, who have problems. You know, they have good yes, days, they have bad days, absolutely. and then there are also guys in the show, whether it's their boyfriends or friends or whatever the case may be who you can certainly find relatable things to. Uh, and some, some people might even find that you fully relate to one certain character over another. Uh, and it's a good kind of source to watch a show and kind of feel like, you know what, this is a lot like things that happen in my life every day. Yeah, uh, I think exactly. that's what's really great about the show in general. Well, some of us, it's ultra crazy, and it's nothing that's happened in my life. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure it's happened in some people's lives. Uh, you know, crazy still, things do happen every now and then. It's um, still pretty hilarious, and definitely recommend it. And so far, it's been a really good season. Yeah, and then the other two shows we watched, which just debuted last night, actually. Also on HBO. Also so on HBO. Doing a lot of hbo uh, So the first was Big Little Lies. Uh, which I guess has been promoted like pretty heavily. Uh, you got Reese Witherspoon, uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, what? Uh, you have Shailene, Laura Dern, Shailene Woodley, Woodley. There you go. and Thank you. you have Zoe Kravitz. And uh, True Blood Alexander Man. Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, Alexander so Skarsgård. Really, really uh, still great remember cast. Him as a vampire. But and okay. I've been so excited waiting for it. I should have really read the book first because the book has been very popular for a really long time. And I've been trying to read it for years. So now, I don't know. I'm kind of debating whether I should start reading it and then just kind of go along with the book and, and the episodes. Or so it's always, it's always a, a tough thing to do because I'm sure as people listening to know and you know, like books and the movies that they're based on never really, like, they don't always A, follow the same route or same steps sometimes they, they deviate yeah. from the stories absolutely um, and I think what's, what's interesting the, the one I always go back to is Fight Club uh, I don't know if you've read the read, I you know, didn't read, read the, the book, book or watched the movie watch anyways the movie. <laughs> the, mo- the movie was really fantastic obviously it had great actors um, but it was a really great kind of interpretation of the book and the reason I say interpretation is because the book by far in my opinion at least was the better uh, media form Typically, that's that's usually how it is. Like something super, just um, you know, a contemporary in terms of like a book that was made into a movie. Gone Girl. I thought Gone Girl was just so amazing. The book itself was incredible. Other ones that I also love was. Yeah, like that's um, also. But that seems like a, because like I, you know, we watched that movie together, and I felt like the movie was overly dramatic, and it seems like the book from what you tell me, was a dramatic book, but it, it sounded like it, it just fits better 
in the, in this in the form of like words on the page. You Absolutely, know? as as it usually does, because I mean, reading a book it makes you create your own timing also because it depends on how fast you're reading it. I like to read things slowly, so I Which create I learned, my you're own. Apparently, a slow reader. <laughs> as in, like I create my own tempo when uh-huh. it comes to reading. I enjoy that. But, um, you know, some people rush through the books and it feels like like nothing, even a really yeah. large book. But an- another book that I kind of felt the same way was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And even these Which, movies yeah. that are just like kind of, um, you know, suspense, thrillers, um, it's just, it's hard to take your eyes off of the page. Yeah. And, it's, and to me, you kind of lose a little bit of this. When it goes into film, into film version, but well, it's also you're you're not utilizing your imagination with the story anymore. At that point, it's someone else's vision of what the book it, is true. versus Instead of what yours. you, when you're reading it, you have a specific Absolutely. vision in your mind. So that makes a big difference. But there's certainly a, a good amount. Like what I say is, there's a lot of stories that are put into the movies that are really great movies just because they're great movies and then they can still be That's a great true. book but they're very different. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if this is the case with Big Little Lies but I feel We're like find out the soon. episode we watched I thought was very, very good. It was the debut episode. Uh, obviously introduces all the characters. It uh, basically takes place in I think it was Monterey, California. Monterey, uh, California. And it's basically... I mean, to me, it was a bunch of snobbish people who are uptight and rich and have these kids who go to a private school and they gossip all day, kind of like Housewives shows and I think you mentioned also like Desperate Wives. Yeah, it totally... Uh, show. Yeah, it was very reminiscent to me of Desperate Housewives minus the, you know, the dark comedy aspect, but very similar. Well, it, it was, it did have some comedy in it. Not 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 a ton, but some stuff. But yeah, I mean, I it's stri- it is strictly anything really to me. Funny. I thought some of the stuff was funny just because I think it's a little well, outrageous. Because you have a but. super super dark sense of humor, <laughs> so you're like laughing when when people do act like this, and you know yeah. sometimes moms and you know stay at home moms get very uptight, and there's a little bit of competition between those who stay at home and you know career driven women. So there's always that kind of conflict. And it's it seems so far that it's shining a light on on that on kind of the the conflict and the grievances yeah. between between and I think um, being a mother and staying yeah. at home and being somebody who is who is career driven and and how both feel about each other and then also how society feels about them right and on top of it just um, a lot of what you you. I don't know, some people experience this, but, you know, kind of um, the person that you are in public between... Versus the, who you are in yeah, private. Yeah, who you yeah. are in private. Which it, you certainly... You, you started to you get start a lot of that seeing, in the latter yeah. half of the episode. Um, and I think the other thing people should know about the show, and this is not a spoiler, this is kind of the overarching premise, there's basically a murder. We don't really know the details of when it happened, where it happened, who gets killed, they don't tell you. Exactly. But someone got murdered... There's an overarching police investigation that's taking place kind of in the present, and it seems, and certainly the, the main story that's going on is kind of in the past, kind of introducing you to the characters, and obviously you would assume what leads up to exactly. whatever happens in that murder Well, scene. through the investigation, what they're saying is that as the show begins, that's how 
the series of, I guess, unfortunate events unfold. So it starts at a very specific scene, and yeah. I guess everything starting from there leads to what we'll most likely be finding out. I don't know, a couple episodes in, but we'll see. Yeah, I we'll mean, see. I, I, I kind of have a feeling about who the person um who was murdered i have my theories as well exactly so we'll we'll kind of see as as the episodes go on we'll see how wrong or how right we are about those probably gonna be a mixture of both but we'll certainly see <laughs> it could um, be and then of course the other show we watched which also debuted on, on hbo right after is a comedy a dark comedy i yes. would say <laughs> dark comedy uh, called sure. crashing um and i apologize we don't really know the names of the actors which is on us so. i think somebody's name is peter I think... Oh, I think Pete, Pete Holmes. Peter. His actual name Pete? is... Yes, there you okay. go. Okay. Pete Holmes, uh, he is actually a stand-up comedian who kind of failed as a stand-up comedian in real life <laughs> <laughs> and uh, decided to make an HBO show, not necessarily exactly about his life, but a good portion of it. Uh, Artie Lang is also in it, who's a kind of an old-time comedian. He used to be on Mad TV, used to do stand-up comedy as well. But I think um, what's going to be fun it's it's there's going to be so many guest appearances yeah. by it, tons it's going to it'll be really great in that regards yes and I'm kind of excited and I think the reason is it's called crashing it's because well we're not going to give it away but he ends up having to you know crash on people's couches for a I think it has reason. it's got, it's kind of a metaphor for things that transpire in his life as well totally um, once again we're not going to say what it is it is definitely a worthwhile show. Definitely was funny. Um, it was. It was very even, unexpected. Even his stand-up routines that, like, where he was kind of booed off stage, the routine themselves, I thought, I thought they, they were, were funny. Like, some of the jokes yeah. he said, I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that the crowd is watching him doesn't have the insight that we do of about course, his character. Of course, Yes, um, yes. But it was certainly funny. His interactions with his family members are funny. His interactions with Artie Lang were hilarious, especially Amazing. a subway scene, which <laughs> was... That was my favorite. It was... Really, really well done. Uh, the right never happened. Never has never happened to either of us in New York City in the subway. No, God thank God. It. But it was really good and very, very well done in that regards. But the writing is great. It's really it's, funny it's, stuff. It's witty, you know. It is very it's witty. Talking witty. Proper witty. Proper witty. Talking witty. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it is definitely Everything witty. Everything witty. Um, but yeah, that those are kind of the TV shows we've been watching. Obviously, there's a lot of other stuff that we certainly want to see. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and plenty of stuff that we will watch. Um, the last thing I think we'll get into is the first movie on our 2017 uh, top movies to look forward to, uh, which was... We finally saw we it. We finally saw it. came out. We saw it the day it came out. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Uh, so if you're not familiar with this, I'll just briefly, briefly say Keanu Reeves. He's an assassin. Really interesting world. He, it's the second film. And this film literally picks up right after the first one ends. And I was shocked. So I didn't know that was If gonna you're going to watch it, you got to watch the first one. Yeah, for sure. You should watch the first one. What I will say is, uh, you know, sequels tend to have the ability of A, not living up to the first one, mm-hmm. uh, and B, sometimes even tarnishing the name of a first movie in a series. And this one did the opposite of both of those. I think it was... I don't want to say as good as the first one, but because to a certain extent they were a little bit different. Uh, but it was a an amazing movie, a fantastic sequel, a great kind of continuation for the character, for his arc, uh, and for the action that happens in the movie. Yeah. I think one of the things that people said they like, they don't like, I know that you kind of, I mean, we both kind of cringed at certain things in the movie, but 
it is there are a lot more killings in the movie. It is a Definitely. lot more graphic uh, as far it as that's sure concerned. Is. It is still as phenomenally shot. Uh, the action scenes are really, really well done, choreographed perfectly. Um, Keanu Reeves does most of his own stunts, uh, which is kind of really cool. Um, still a really, really, really fantastic action movie, and I will 100% watch it probably a thousand more times <laughs> as, as it comes on television. As we've been watching um, John Wick, the original, really fun, plenty of times. Really great action. You know, I can't recommend it enough. I don't know. What, what did you think about it from a girl's standpoint, let's say? It was a lot of fun. Like, I love a good action movie. I and definitely enjoy it if, you know, you have amazing car chases and, yeah. and fight scenes and... Location to me is important. I even also, thought you know like the, the premise was good too. Yeah, the premise is super interesting. Um, but like I said, you know, the location and and kind of getting getting whatever location you're in. It's based in in Rome mostly, so Rome and New well, York. Well, yeah, I mean State. the head the headquarters for the assassin guild that he's part of is in New York. But as an assassin, he has to take on a contract for I don't want to say what reason, but he has to do it. Uh, he tried to retire. Obviously, it didn't work. And that assassin contract has him go to Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we obviously, there was a scene where we got to see kind of places where we were literally at, which is really, really that cool. Was, that's um, always cool. And that was do. just, I mean, latter portion of last year that we were there. Um, so that was really, really cool to watch. Uh, and just a lot of the scenes, and even the actors, Common is in it as well. Uh, who he, he, his, his character was really, really well done. Um, even the fight scenes he had with Keanu were really great yeah, as well. Yeah, Carmen was actually hilarious. And, and if you're a fan of Keanu and potentially a fan of The Matrix, uh, nice reunion to see uh, what I'm going to say, Neo and Morpheus together. So Lawrence oh Fishburne gosh, and Keanu Reeves. That. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool seeing them, you know, face-to-face on screen again. I really um, forgot that he was in The Matrix. Yeah. And it's like everybody kept Red cheering pill, when, he came, when he came on. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. People were just cheering. But now there's like a reason behind it. Yeah, and I will say, so we, I didn't, we didn't watch the first film uh, in the theaters, but it was actually kind of cool watching the second film in the theaters, especially with the scenes that were everybody, because literally everybody in the screen in the theater would be like, oh my God, oh! Like yeah. you, <laughs> there's a collective like screamer sigh. It is, it is. When you see how certain people get killed. Um, but it's just so good. Or specific so good. scenes that kind of reference... Um, reference the original, so yes. you know that there's people there who watch the original Very much and, came, yeah. and came back because you know they were living for for these callbacks. Yeah, uh, you know, and I think the other thing is you know the movie ends. It ends in a way that in theory uh, you could do another one, and is an easy way to do it. Um, I don't know if it's necessary. I think that you know the the two movies and look, you know, I, I love the the series and. I would love to see more and more and more of them, but at a certain point with these types of action movies, they can start wearing out their welcome. I know, um, but I always love but when we'll, that. But we'll see what they decide to you do. Know, you know, Keanu I think, coming back and kicking some ass. Yeah, th- I mean, this is Keanu at his best, I think. You know, I, n- the first Matrix was fantastic. The other two, not so much. Obviously, he had his Bill and Ted days and mixed stuff in between. Uh, highlights like speed and I love a, lo- speed. a lot of a lot of lowlights. I'll say in in his <laughs> career, um, but this is definitely it's up there. Uh, John Wick and John Wick Chapter Two are definitely way up there. Uh, probably some of the best films he's ever done. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Um, and uh, do you want to talk quickly about the All Star Game? One quick. Yeah, absolutely. Can I talk about my specific highlight? So the All Star Game. All Star Game. Just say no, we're talking about NBA All Star Game that yes. happened this weekend. 
happened this weekend, and it was in NOLA. New so Orleans. It was yep. in New Orleans, and I love watching all-star games, you know, whether it be basketball, baseball. I really do. Yeah, we had this conversation, you know, me, not not so much. much. Um, I just, you know, I feel like when I'm watching sports, I'm watching it for the competitive nature of it and to, like, see a competitive game. And all-star games are really, it's just kind of like a circus show for the crowd. It's like, okay, let's put the best of the best on the the court. No one really plays defense. It's just like, let's just shoot around. How fun would that be? Okay, what if we got the chance to go to one and see, like, all the best players? Yeah, sure, I'll go to one, but to sit down and watch it, I mean, you know, we watched it a little bit before The Walking Dead started. It was was fine, you know, whatever. I thought it was fun. Also, obviously, my highlight was seeing Beyonce, JC, and Little Blue Ivy just hanging out courtside. Speaking to the Like, the first family... You know, first family of the USA. It's my preferred first family anyway. But <laughs> love that. I rolled my eyes, by the way. That was, I didn't see that. That was the best. And, yeah, there was a couple of highlights, uh, you know, specifically because of the beef between yeah. If If Kevin you Durant. aren't aware, yeah, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook have a, a feud going on. Uh, once again, if you're not familiar with basketball at all, Kevin Durant was Westbrook's teammate for about nine years at Oklahoma City Thunder. And last year, he decided to leave in what both Michelle and I think is a cowardice move. Totally. Uh, and went to what was ostensibly a powerhouse. I mean, they just had a 7-3-9 record. Uh, yes, they lost in the finals, the Golden State Warriors, but they're still a powerhouse team with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, so on and so forth. Of course. But, yeah, he decided to pick up his bags, leave Westbrook behind, and... Go join a powerhouse. His supposed baby brother. So, right. you know, somebody who who he was very close to and... Or at least I don't know. Yeah, but it just seemed like a kind of a selfish act. Yeah. And, and Which, it I mean, also, it's, it's fine. Look, it's business. You can do stuff like that. I think also the, the reason Westbrook wasn't happy with it, which, you know, we're not going to... Like I said, I'm not going to go super detail in it, but the way Westbrook received the news, the way yes, Kevin Durant announced course. the news... Was really kind of, I don't know, just not like a, it wasn't like a, a friendly thing. It was kind of like he got a text message from people saying, "Oh, he's leaving." And exactly, so it was very businesslike instead right. of of you it wasn't know, like maybe like maybe taking you aside, right? And saying, have a talk, listen. have a chit chat about it. Be like, listen, you know, I need to do this for for me, I need to do it for my family. Whatever he the case may be, potentially maybe didn't want to discuss it because one, he didn't want sure. it to be leaked or. Two, he didn't want for somebody to talk him out of his decision, which I also respect. But yeah. regardless, there's a lot of beef going on between them. And, you know, there's a specific moment in the game where KD passed. Alley-oop. He, mm-hmm. al- he threw a, an alley-oop to Westbrook. Westbrook dunked it. You know. Everybody made And then everybody on the bench, they called a timeout, and everybody on the bench went huge crazy deal. for them. Steph Curry, of course, KD's new teammate. Uh, threw water on them, then they were all clapping and being like, yay, let's get rid of this feud. And at the end of the All-Star game, they asked Westbrook, you know, if everything was fine now and how are they? And literally all he said was, he's like, well, I passed the ball, Katie passed it back to me, I dunked it. That that was it. That was was it. it. We were playing basketball. We were playing basketball. That's That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the way that Michelle and I both viewed it, like, he's on the court, he's playing basketball. Like He's not going to be like, I don't want the ball from you. No, you can't pass it. Like, you know. That's just how he's it being is. A professional. Um, he's being professional. You know, obviously, I, I don't think this feud is going to end anytime soon. Um, I think it, 
it, it definitely hurt Westbrook more than I think KD cares to think it does or cares to know, but for sure, it is what it is. We'll see what happens as the year goes on. And Either just way, last thing, yeah. I think Westbrook is the better player of the two. We're Team Westbrook all the way. I mean, he's a triple double machine. But Hashtag anyways, Westbrook. See what happens. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we had a great episode, and certainly we'll have more to talk about next week. As always, you can reach us on Proper Witty on at Proper Witty on Twitter, on Instagram. You feel free to email us. And of course, uh, until next week, uh, have a good one. Don't get sick. Let's hope it stays warm. Enjoy the movies. Enjoy the television. And uh, have a good one. Winter's almost over, and Bella says goodbye. Yeah, she's angry. She wanted to chime in about Westbrook, but we didn't let her. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thank have you. a good one.